Hey folks, thanks for joining me for this episode of the Embellished Podcast, a podcast focused on product stories, product storytellers, interesting brand ambassadors, and any other tangent that I happen to come up with. Whether you're a bourbon fan, a geek, a casual observer, or someone just floating through this channel, I hope you find what I have to say interesting. If you got here by chance, please take a moment to hit the subscribe button. Hopefully I can be found on any podcasting platform that exists. If you can't find me on a platform, please send me an email at embellishpod at gmail.com, and I'll try to get that taken care of. I also generally live stream the recording of these episodes, um, I don't even know what day I live stream these anymore. Sometimes it's Wednesday, sometimes it's Thursday, sometimes it's Friday, sometimes it's in the middle of the day, sometimes it's Sunday. So if you subscribe on any of the social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, whatever, with at EmbellishPod, um, you might have an idea of whenever I'm going to live stream these. If not, you can always just download the audio or come back to YouTube and watch the video after the fact. I have a website. It is www.embellishpod.com. It's a place to pick up these links, episode details, and more. Um, this evening, it is November the 10th. Um, we're going to talk about a handful of craft, craft distilleries that are on the western end of the state, um, significantly closer to where I am than, than a whole lot of other things. And we're going to start um, with uh, one of my favorite craft distilleries in our region, and we'll talk through a few things, maybe some places to eat, a uh, handful of things, you know, whatever we happen to kind of come up with, come across um, through the course of this, and I'll try to drink a little bit of what we're talking about. What's really interesting is the um, Kentucky Bourbon Trail has a craft side of what they're doing. And on that, they have the northern, the central, the western, and the bluegrass. And so if you were to look at that, obviously, you know, you're looking at the different geographies of the state. Um, when they draw a circle for the western portion, um, that circle barely covers anything beyond central Kentucky. And so... I'm focusing on three of the five um, that would be considered part of the western portion of the craft trail. We're going to kick off with MB Roland. MB Roland is a small grain to glass type distillery um, that's situated on an old Amish farm in Pembroke, Kentucky, which is in Christian County. Um, it's just north of the Clarksville area. Um, pretty reasonably located in a drive from Nash from Nashville. Um, they've, they've been around for a while, I think maybe since 2009, um, they aren't really in <laughs> a city of any type whatsoever. There's no, um, restaurants or places nearby. Oh, Siri wants to be a part of this conversation. That was interesting. So um, they use local white corn in the making of their products. They have a bunch of unique things that kind of go on there, um, do a lot of barrel-proof stuff. They have a dark-fired corn whiskey, um, a Kentucky Azul, which is their take on um, tequila, a whole host of other things. And this distillery is founded by a husband and wife combination back in 2009. Um, they wanted to be one of Kentucky's first completely grain-to-glass craft distilleries in the state. Um one of the owners is a native of Louisiana um, and ended up in Fort Campbell, which is a nearby military installation. Um, and they were looking for something sort of to be their, you know, I don't want to call it retirement career, but their sort of second act in life. And so they found an Amish dairy farm 
were able to sneak in and pick it up. And um, as a result of their location, they're really, really close to their grain supplier. And so what they found is that they can be able to pick up all of their grain um, from nearby Wow, that was awful. Uh, from nearby farms, and um, they do a ton of work with the military installation, bringing in employees. I actually had an opportunity to visit the distillery back in, um, I don't even remember what month it was. It was a couple of months ago. Um, David from Whiskey Ring Podcast and myself went to go do what is going to be a new tour offering that they have. Um, where they're actually going to be doing a um, opportunity to stand in their um, barrel houses, which is an old barn, and they're going to allow you to um, pull whiskey from it. Uh, pull whiskey from the barrel, taste it out, and if you like it, you can actually pour your own bottle. It's a really, really interesting experience. Um, looks like we're dropping a ton, ton of frames. Give me just a second see if I can fix this. All right, we'll see if that sort of helps things or not. Who knows? Um, see if maybe we can kind of boost up our signal here. Um, so, like I said, MB Roland is a small craft distillery. Um, pretty intimate location. There's a good chance that if you're there, you're going to be able to meet uh, one of their uh, distillers on hand, be able to get a tour from somebody who is deeply involved. They've made hemp whiskeys. They have a lot of um, other flavors that are really, really approachable for people who are non-whiskey drinkers. If you bring a spouse, it's a, it's a, it's a neat location for you to be able to pick up things. Um, but like I said, one of their <laughs> unique experiences is being able to pour from the barrel. Um, you go in, you can taste three or four barrels pour a selection from one of those barrels, and then take it home with you. Obviously, there's a little bit more to it than that. Uh, you have to go through some labeling stuff, you know, all of the things to make TTB uh, feel good about the experience that you're doing. But it's a really neat um, distillery on the western end of the state. You know, it's it's part of the state where um, most <laughs> most of the, the, the people in the area um aren't necessarily recognized by the central portion of the state. Um, while you're in the area, there is Fort Campbell, which is military base. Like I said, there are a handful of really top-notch liquor stores in the area where you're able to pick up some um, unique bottle offerings, some things that you might not normally um, find if you were traveling from out of state. Um, some pretty good offerings. There's, there's a handful of good places to go around there and then kind of departing from there so you have sort of two approaches if you were coming from the nashville area which i'm not i'm coming from farther western kentucky but if you're coming from the nashville area if that's the way you're wanting to drive you could drive up to mb Rollin, or you could drive up to dueling grounds which is um in a different part of kentucky it's in franklin and it is actually uh situated a little bit more central to the um geographic location between Nashville and the Lexington Louisville area um, the ability to kind of drive between those two and so dueling uh, dueling grounds is um, has a line of whiskey that they're calling Lincoln pinch um, which is 
kind of referring back to a farm that's near Franklin, Kentucky, uh, where at one point in time matters of honor were settled with the firing of pistols. Um, you know, if you were if you've watched Hamilton, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Otherwise, there was a concept of dueling. Um, I think it's actually a part of the Kentucky bar that you have to swear that you either haven't been or will ever take part in a duel. Um, and so nearby the, the, the near, near Franklin, which resides really, really close to the Kentucky, Tennessee border, they had a dueling ground that would allow people to skirt the state boundary and go participate in, um, in a duel, you know, a long, long time ago. And so they picked that up, um, dueling grounds distillery. And then there's the Lincoln pinch line of whiskeys. They're crafting, you know, small batch, um, whiskeys doing a, a whole bunch of neat things. They have some really uh, neat cordial type things. Uh, I think I, last time I was there, I picked up some blackberry cordial from them. Um, they do a couple of different bourbons. I believe they've got a cask strength. They've got a small batch and then they'll usually have maybe some type of a single barrel, um, and one of the other things that was sort of unique is that both um, MB Roland and Dueling Grounds offer a patron-type club where you can have um, special offerings, you can maybe get discounts, you can do a ton of different things. Um, and then actually in Dueling Grounds Distillery, once again, it's in Franklin, Kentucky, which doesn't have a ton of things there either, you have the ability to have pizza at the distillery on certain days. So they actually have um, food on site. And so um, one of the things that maybe as we're talking through this, I'm going to kind of toss into the list is some of the different um, places you might be able to pick up a meal along the way because you are going to be in some geographically disparate areas um, where access to things like that are going to be you know, relatively uh, limited. And so you're going to want to plan appropriately and make sure um, – Everything's sort of sorted beforehand. So, like I said, in, at the distillery, they actually have pizza at the distillery on certain days. But then beyond that, um, in the area, there's a Slappy's Family Diner and there's Russellville Donuts. So depending upon the time of the day that you're starting, if you're starting from the morning, um, you know, donuts and whiskey, one of the best things that you can possibly do for yourself. And then... Um, Slappy's Family Diner, um, which is in Russellville. I believe both of these are in Russellville, so it'll be on your drive between here and the next distillery that you're going to try to visit. Um, pivoting from MB Roland and or, I guess, pivoting from <laughs> MB Roland or from the Dueling Grounds Distillery lands Casey Jones. And Casey Jones Distillery is in in and around the city of Hopkinsville. Um, and so Casey Jones ca creates its namesake from a master stillmaker, right? And so um, Moonshine came from a lot of places during Prohibition. Uh, this particular part of the country was relatively popular as a location to pick those things up. And so um, Golden Pond, an area nearby, became pretty well renowned for its whiskey products. Um, it became a place where you knew that you could um, pick up some good stuff. And, and part of the reason for that was um, Casey Jones, the a master stillmaker, was designing stills um, 
that were generating pretty distinctly good product. Um, <clears throat> sorry. There was obviously in the area, there was plenty of good water. There was an abundance of corn. Sugar was moderately easy to come by. Um, you, the, the recipe is there. What's left is um, a good still. And, and I remember talking to friends, grandfathers from, you know, Prohibition era, um, having, you know, kind of weird moments where truckfuls of sugar might show up um, in rural areas. Uh, and we obviously have a relatively good idea of what they were, what they were going to be doing. And so Casey Jones built stills all over Kentucky and he used only copper. And so he's creating higher quality stills. You know, we're also in a time where maybe the bootleggers weren't doing the best things. Maybe they were using lead. Maybe they were using, um, a ton of different, really questionable materials. Um, that's going to make either for dangerous or bad whiskey. So he made a pretty big name for himself in still making in the prohibition areas, eras. Um, if you were to go into the land between the lakes area, area, which is you know twenty minutes from Hopkinsville, in you know if you want to dig up some really interesting history, you can look at land between the lakes or land between the rivers. Uh, it was land between the rivers before, and now it's land between the lakes, where it was one of um, a significant efforts of eminent domain where land was taken from people, from farmers, um, with the interest of flooding for TVA as a part of you know power generation and a host of other things. Um, but if you were to be in the 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 park, the land between the lakes park, which is now national park, state park, I can't remember which one it is. I think it's a state park. Um, you can walk around and you you can still find some old still sites back up in the woods, uh, in the area. And you know there's a better than average chance that um, Casey Jones may have made that still. And so. Um, we fast forward to now, and that's that's kind of the distillery that exists there, and they have a ton of different things um, in their area. Now, while you're in the Hopkinsville area, you're going to find a couple of different things. You're, you're going to find Farrell's, which is a burger place. And um, if you are in Hopkinsville and you can plan it appropriately, that's the place to be. That you're going to want to pick up a, a Farrell's burger. Um, you're going to give it a try. It's it's one of those you know kind of small places that you're going to walk into. You're going to feel like you're in the 50s or the 60s, um, as far as decor and style. Obviously, the prices aren't going to be 50s or 60s prices, but they've got some uh, sort of you know kind of neat lore to them. And if that's sort of overrun, there's also a place called the Camo Caravan. It's a food truck. Got a lot of really, really interesting and unique um, offerings that are available. Um, tonight's episode is going to be pretty dang short. Uh, looks like we may run under half an hour, unless I can find a way to ramble for 12 minutes, which I probably can. Um, but I just wanted to kind of get on and toss something on. Next week, we're going to have a couple of different episodes. We're going to actually have two um, live streams through the course of the week uh, where I'm going to have an opportunity to talk to some people, do some more interviews kind of expand that situation. We may be talking um, with with uh, an, a couple of authors and then hopefully be talking about Empire Rye um, with uh, with some, some folks from Black Button Distilling. 
talking about kind of what Empire AI is, what's going on. I mean, we're we're in the height of American single malt gaining its kind of um, name, its 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 identification standards by TTB. Um, maybe Empire AI is next. Um, it has kind of a similar feel to it where you've got a group of people, group of distillers that have sort of banded together and they're trying to revive and identify a particular standard. Um, maybe they'll seek something uh, more solidified than just um, a commission of folks. Um, kind of getting back to the conversation, you know, on the Western Kentucky um, craft distillery trail, there's one other distillery, and we'll probably talk about them again later on, and that is the Bard Distillery. And the Bard Distillery is the most recent um, distillery that I would consider to be part of the western portion of the trail. The fifth one that's there is more central Kentucky. It's right around Fort Knox, and I'm not really sure why they would call that part of western Kentucky, but maybe they just needed to try to even out the lists of distilleries, and that was just the way to do it. But um, Bard Distillery... Uh, I actually learned about them at a concert a handful of years ago, um, you know, right before, I guess maybe the summer before um, COVID. So that would have been, you know, 2019, 2020, 2019. The summer of 2019 um, got an opportunity to go to Central City and see um, John Prime play. And, and the, the, the sponsors of the event were the Bar Distillery. Um, and in all of my whiskey knowledge, I didn't know that, you know, an hour and a half, two hours down the road, a distillery was opening up and they had purchased an old high school. They were in the process of renovating it, turning it into a distillery. Um, they've put out a couple of offerings since then. Obviously none of it is their, um, distillate yet. Um, but they've had some award winning stuff. And then more recently in the last uh, couple of months, they had an offering that they made available in several, um, Tennessee marketplaces where it was a John Prine um, tribute bottle. Uh, it had a yellow label to it. It looked really nice. I haven't been able to pick one up yet. Um, my hope is, is that maybe there's still one lingering in the Nashville area the next time that I'm down there and I'm able to sort of snag one up and, and see what that's all about. So that's one of the other ones. But like I said, they're close enough and new enough that I would like to spend a little bit more time talking about them maybe have them join me for an episode if they have the bandwidth to do so in the future. Um, obviously I want to try to get MB Roland to join me. Uh, you know, honestly, anyone, you know, like the, the folks at dueling grounds, um, anybody that wants to hop on and have a conversation about what they're doing is, is absolutely always welcome. Um, you know, I don't know that I have a ton of other things to say for tonight, so we may just keep this a, a quick one. You know, the most recent one that we've had that's been under, um, you know, 20 minutes. We haven't done that in quite some time. You know, whenever I first started out, these were, you know, 15, 16, 17 minutes long, uh, entirely scripted, no video involved. Um, we're, we're, we're changing things a little bit. And so, uh, oh, bit rate's the problem. Maybe that's what it is. I need to change the bit rate that I'm trying to send out from, um, from the software. So we'll, we'll look at changing that for the future. But anyways, um, you know, I've, I've sort of lengthened these out, um, talked a little longer, done a bunch of interviews, um, had things a, a little bit differently, probably have some, some different offerings coming up in the very near future. I want to invite some friends on, do some, uh, you know, if you were to think about having a, a, a blind whiskey tasting contest combined with hot ones, uh, where you ask a series of questions and still try to have an interview while you're working through something. I'm, I'm working on something like that to invite some other um, 
social media type folks to come join me and just have some interesting conversation, see what it's all about. Because, you know, that's the only reason that we're doing this is that so we have an opportunity to have um, unique and interesting conversations with people. Um, yeah, so we're, we're like I said, we're, we're coming to the end of this episode. I think I've tried to close three different times and I keep finding something new to talk about. And so we'll just call it there. Um, thanks for tuning in for this offering of the Embellish podcast. If you enjoyed this, please leave me a review on whatever platform you have to be consuming this on. Leave me a comment if possible. Hit me up on social media at Twitter or Instagram using Embellish Pod. Give me a follow so you can keep up with what's going on here. I can be found at www.embellishpod.com with all of my links, accounts, and contact details. I'll be back again next week with another new offering for you. So until then, cheers and thanks for hanging out.